0: The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at
1: febctoday.org. The biblical truths that enable us to to go through the storm and to triumph. God wants us to triumph, doesn't He? Whatever the world, whatever Satan throws us, our destiny in Jesus is to triumph and so we want to pass that on.
0: A husband and wife join us to give testimony to the love of God and overcoming tragic circumstances in their family. Welcome to First Person, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today you'll meet Gerard and Jeannie Long who suffered the loss of two of their young adult children. Thanks for choosing to listen. These interviews are meant to encourage you and fortify your faith in Christ as you hear the personal stories each week. I'd like to thank the Far East Broadcasting Company for making it possible to tell these stories through their support. FEBC is all about the gospel, and you can learn more by visiting firstpersoninterview.com. Also at the website, you'll see a schedule of upcoming guests, firstpersoninterview.com. Gerard Long has been a guest here on past programs, but for this interview, he brought his wife Jeannie to the studio as well. This couple has experienced untold grief following the deaths of two of their children, a teenage son and a young adult daughter. They will tell us their story and point us to the spiritual help they have received from the Lord. As we sat down in the studio, I asked Gerard to introduce us to Jeannie.
1: Well, uh, Gene and I have been married for 37 years, and uh, we, we met when we were 20, 22 years old um, back in the UK, in a, in a, actually in an English rose garden, <laughs> and fell in love. And, well, that uh, sounds romantic. It was very romantic, yeah. And uh, Jeannie, did it get it right?
2: I, uh, oh, yes.
0: <laughs> you got all the details right.
2: Yes, yes, love my life. Yes. Well,
0: welcome. I'm I'm glad to meet you today and have you come to the studio.
2: Thank you, Wayne. It's just a joy. Thank you.
0: Gerard, in our previous visits, um, your story, your story along with Jeannie's has been told, and it began with a, a very sad death in your family, the death of your, your 17-year-old son, Alex.
1: Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was unbelievable. Uh, Totally out of the blue. We'd never come across suicide. Alex committed suicide on the 8th of November, 2005. And uh, he'd been trying to help a boy at school. um, And the boy was a troubled boy. And he ended up taking a drug, made a bad decision, became delusional, and uh, went out and took his life. Mm -hmm. And it was just uh, unbelievably painful.
0: And then, I don't know how long afterwards equally sad and tragic was the death of your daughter.
1: Yes, that's right. It was eight eight years later. um, It was on the 8th of May, 2014, when Rebecca, our precious daughter, who was was 32 years old, uh, had gone out for a run. Uh, She was a brilliant runner. It was a very hot day. Went down to the the lake, uh, trying to cool off. We knew she had blood sugar issues. We believe she fainted and fell in and couldn't get out where she'd fallen in. Was actually crying out for help. Four people called 911. But the water was 37 degrees, and oh. she got hypothermia, and and she drowned. Yeah,
0: it's unimaginable. And Jeannie, I know it just, you know, for lack of a better word, I mean, it just threw you for a loop, didn't
2: it? Uh, absolutely. I um, I was consumed with grief, um, in total shock, for for years, and I almost equate it to being in a very wintry season for a very long time.
0: Mm. Mm. I don't think many of us can understand the depth of that pain. Mm. How, how do you describe it, Gerard?
1: Well, I, I always say that there aren't the, the English words to describe uh, the agony and the pain. And I think it's just, just utter brokenness. Uh, and I, I used to go in the middle of the night down to, to, to my study, and I used to weep until I had no more tears left. And I discovered there the throne of grace, In Hebrews four sixteen, it talks about the throne of grace where... We obtain uh, mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And it was just, it was just pure agony. And, and of course the big question in, in any suffering is why God, why? And I wrestled with that. Jeannie was going through her own wrestle, uh, trying to reconcile. God, how could you loved? Like, we served God for 24 years with As far as we knew, everything we could. could. Yeah. you were in full time ministry when this happened. Well, I was I, actually when it, No, when Alex passed, I was. I was always sort of bivocational, but I was actually uh, in banking. Okay, and um, that's what brought me over to the states. We'd actually passed it in London for twenty two years, um, but where there's a bivocational uh, with some other guys as well. Mm-hmm. But shortly after Alex, um, through that brokenness through that time in God's presence, it was like God opened up eternity for me. And We'd always had a heart for the lost, but now I'm seeing eternity. I'm really desperate to, okay, God, use this to reach people who are lost. It was shortly after that that they asked me to lead Alpha USA, mm-hmm. which is all about. That's when souls. we met and right. uh, first yes. time had you on That's this it.
0: program together is during those days. Yes, but uh, bring us up to date with now. You you've moved to California. Yes, and what is your ministry today?
1: So our ministry today is called Awakening to God Ministries, and it comes out of our brokenness, uh, out of the encounter that Jeannie had after, after Rebecca, where she really had this incredible vision, really. Um, do you yes. want to say... In, yeah, can you know, we talk
0: about that, Jeannie? Yes. I understand that you you went to your bedroom. Yes. What What happened?
2: Um, well, um, it's not very helpful to viewers if I say it's indescribable, because <laughs> it's so spiritual and so personal, but I feel very honored, Wayne, to, to just a little bit share what happened. So, um, anyone listening um, for one child to go home to heaven before you is enough for any parent, but then eight years later, for our beautiful 32-year-old daughter who who had turned her own life around, um, to uh, couldn't believe what had happened to her brother. And God put it in her heart to join Alpha with Derrard and to um, uh, minister up and down the country so that as many young people could. Would, would, would at least meet with Jesus mm-hmm. and, and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, uh, again, I could feel, Wayne, that sort of, uh, gosh, double, if you like, the grief oh. coming on me. And um, without going into all those seasons, that I alluded to earlier, the wintry seasons, um, I I just um, fe- felt <sighs> the, the whisper of suicide came back. I had been on suicide watch, mm. um, on different times. And um, I went into Rebecca's room and I, um, gosh, as I was closing the door, the lo- the room filled with the light.
0: You went into that room yes. feeling that that was going to be it for you.
2: I was not going to come out of that room. I could, I could not. My mother's heart could not survive. Again, I'd been in hospital before. I'd had pains. I'd mm. had, I'd had, um, Emergency surgery, mm. um, t- uh, double knotted in twist. Twes- I had I had had a lot already mm-hmm. with the grieving of my son, our son Alex, and um, it, it, it just was double fold. I, I you know, was, yes, I was not coming out that room.
0: But the Lord met you
2: in His mercy and His grace. Mm. Yes, He met me the room filled with such light and such love embrace of love and the, the words that came into my mind and my heart could only be a loving uh, heavenly father because mm-hmm. i knew my thoughts were to end everything and i had got very familiar with the whispers of our enemy of our soul and i knew what he wanted and so um when you have an encounter with God like that, you cannot stay dead. Mm. Mm.
0: Remarkable. Mm. Gerard, uh, you knew what was going on in Jeannie's heart and soul, the yes. struggle that she was having, yes. and it was your struggle too.
1: Yes, yes. I'd been struggling. I'd, I'd run into God after Alex. Jeannie had run away from God, had come back through a number of circumstances. I didn't know that Jeannie was planning to take her life, but I do, do know that when she came down from that encounter... She was completely changed. Hmm. I turned round and the first thing I said to her was, Jeannie, what has happened to you? Hmm. Her face was a glow. I mean, I guess it was like Moses up the mountain. (laughs) She'd been in God's presence Hmm. and he'd opened up, I guess, a a touch of heaven. Interestingly, one of our dear friends popped in just after that and she said exactly the same thing. Jeannie, what's happened to you? And then that night we were going to see some friends for a third witness this lady opened the door, and she said, Jeannie, what's happened to you? And she was never the same again. Could you explain what happened to you, Jeannie? I mean, how do you explain that?
2: The encounter? Well, I think I alluded to earlier to the to the wintry season. And, you know, when naturally the seasons, it's um, there's a whole lot going on that we cannot see. And I had turned my back on God. And um, Gerard had run... Into God, and I do believe, Wayne, it was the power of Mm. prayer—the power of prayer—that somehow, in in, it it was a paradigm shift somewhere, allowed the mercy of God. I don't—it's complicated for me, but that is this is what happened to me, and suddenly, like spring bursts through, suddenly. His presence filled that room, and I was filled with joy for the first time for since Alex went home, and I I could breathe, and I thought, gosh, if this is if this is if this is heaven, I have it, there is the. My darling daughter always said to me, perfect love, love, cast out all fear. And I was in that moment. Mm. If that can explain it a yes, bit. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks so much for sharing what is such a Thank deep, you
2: for asking.
0: deep experience for, yes. for both of you, really. Yes, uh, And I mean, there, might, there must have been tremendous pressure on your marriage. Oh, yes. During this time of grief. Oh, yes. Preceding this encounter.
1: Yeah. After Alex, uh, Jeannie had gone from shock, to to horror, to to bitterness, and and then to unbelief. But the horrible thing with suicide is blame. And the statistics show that up to 19 out of 20 marriages fail after the suicide of a child. And so it was on a a thread. I mean, Jeannie hated me. She hated herself because, why do we make this decision? Why do we come to the States? Why are we here in Chicago? All of these things play into it. And she was planning to leave. And it was, it was the throne of grace again, because I, I knew that God was calling me to keep loving Jeannie. You know, husbands, lay down your, life, mm-hmm. uh, your lives for your wives, as Jesus did for the church. But there's, human love only goes so far. And at the end of each day, I would say, well, I can't do this anymore. But then I'd go to the throne of grace that night, and I'd wake up in the morning, and there was more love.
0: Yeah. That was my love. question.
1: How did you survive that? Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. it, it, accept it, the Lord. Accept the Lord. And, that, that, and that's why our, we were so pleased with our ministry to be able to say, look, if God can rescue us in our, in our brokenness, this incredible grace. I like to define grace as Jesus. It's, it's, it's very simple. But he gives us what we need in time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, for, uh, we needed love. I needed strength, uh, peace, joy, anything at that, so in his presence, in that relationship, we can receive. So I was offloading my pain and he was pouring in his love by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's how the, the, our marriage was rescued. And, and now are now more in love today than ever. Yeah.
0: It's interesting that you were each in a far different place. Yes. And yet the Lord brought you right back yes. to the same point. Yes. You,
1: you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, One of the, one of the interesting things that, that Jeannie said the Lord spoke to her in that room was, Jeannie, your grief is not your own. And so when... We, when she came down, we are now on the same page, so to speak. We don't like this cup. It's a, it's a bitter cup. No one would like it. But we're saying, okay, God, if, if this is our calling, we want you to use it for your glory. And how do you want to use our brokenness now? And we realized he was calling us to Isaiah sixty-one-one, which are the words that Jesus started his ministry with. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's anointed me to do what? To preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, bring release for, for the captives and freedom from darkness for the prisoners. And so we see that the comfort he's comforted us with, he wants us to pass on in this broken world. And that's how the ministry was, was was birthed.
0: And we'll hear more from the testimony of Gerard and Ginny Long coming up in a moment here on First Person. Listening to your station is my first priority when I get home. Sometimes I even listen twice first on the radio and then through the internet. Thank you for all your hard work. Well, that's just one of over 2 million responses that FEBC receives each year from listeners in nearly 50 countries of the world. For more about FEBC, the Far East Broadcasting Company, go to firstpersoninterview.com and click on the banner for FEBC. My guests are Gerard Long, his wife Jeannie. Uh, they live in California now, and but they're coming through Chicago and have uh, graciously come to the studio here today to have this conversation. I'm so delighted that you called me, and let me know that you're going to be in town, and that you could come and sit for the interview today. Uh, we've talked about the the terrible tragedy of the death of your two children. Your son Ben is uh, is in England now, back yes. in back in the home country. Yes, he huh? is. Yes, yes. And, uh, yes, living there. Let's talk about how the Lord is using you now or how you want to be used by yes. the Lord yes. because of the brokenness you've yes. been through. Not, it's really in spite of the brokenness, right? Yes,
1: yes. Uh, it's, so we, we're, we're praying, Lord, how, how do you want to use us? Use it for your glory. Literally, one day after we had prayed that particular prayer, I had a phone call and someone said to me, would you come and preach in India? And we didn't realize it then. We now know it's known as the land of the suffering. Mm. And so we said, okay, well, we don't want to just go and preach. We want to take and bless them over there. Initially, it was going to be medicine, but it was too bureaucratic to do it. So we decided to buy, have produced over there mosquito nets. So in that first year ministering, we gave out 35,000 mosquito nets. And the Lord linked us with a wonderful ministry that's actually expanding the kingdom of God village to village. And we now partner with them. They have their missionary teams. We come alongside them and we provide for them. At the moment, we're doing clean water, where well they have got no clean water, mosquito nets, medical aid, and food. And we're reaching literally hundreds of thousands of people with the with gospel of Jesus Amazing. Christ. It really so that's, is. That's
0: the poor bit. Yeah, but but you could have done that
1: without going through that wintry season.
0: Yes. Why? Do, the question is why. Yes. And, of yes. course, there is no ultimate answer except yes. the Lord. It's yes. His purposes. But.
1: Well, I think, I think that and you can have compassion. Anyone can have compassion, I believe, with God's love in our hearts. Empathy is another level. And I think empathy is where you've walked the walk and you can come alongside people. So when we're ministering this, this Sunday at the chapel and a lady came up afterwards and her, her son had passed 14 months before. Mm. And she, she wept from the bottom of her heart. And, and we did with her because we know what she's going through. Mm-hmm. And, and you know it's interesting, Jesus came and walked on this earth. He didn't say from heaven, oh, I love you and I know what mm-hmm. No, he came and entered into our pain. He knows that grief and that pain. And one of the things that we both have entered into is God's suffering, that he feels every bit of pain, every bit of suffering that's going on in this world. And we feel that now when people are hurting, uh, because we've been through it. So you can't go back to life as normal now.
2: No, because I, f- I felt, Wayne, that the, the fire of grief changes you yes. in answer to that question. It's the fire of grief. Gerard mm. and I, when we first got married, we um, sold all our little possessions we had, and we, we laid our life down for, for Jesus Christ. We um, g- I gave up dancing, my ballet career. Gerard... Um, had potential to be um, an, a, a mighty fine athlete, an Olympic. It was in your heart, and so we ha- we were already we were already serving Jesus Christ with all of our heart, called to be pastors in a very rough neighborhood in London. But so it's a really good question. We were already serving God, but God has taken us so deep in the depths of our grief that we see how that we don't deserve anything. And how that eternal love mm. and kindness mm. and joy that God has brought into it to us, we can awaken hope mm. in yes. the others that are suffering. Mm. And I don't know that I, I've ever mm. given hope, you know, awaken a hope in people's lives when I used to even, obviously before the sorrow, pray and walk with others who were in, in suffering themselves. So from, from, from my mm. side, um, I just wanted to share that. Yeah,
0: so you're compelled To do what you do now, you have no
1: choice. That's right. That's (laughs) right. That's
2: such a good way to (laughs) say it, and we wouldn't want it any other way.
1: No, no, that's right. And and I think that Ginny mentioned eternity, and I think that's one of the the deep truths that God has put into our hearts is the the eternal perspective. Yeah, and I know it helped me so much after Alex, when the Lord opened my heart at that throne of grace in my brokenness. And when you see eternity, it changes everything. Right? Yeah. we know Alex is in heaven. He yeah. made a bad mistake, but the blood of Jesus is sufficient yeah. to cover that mistake. Right. So as is, as is Rebecca, and we're, we are going to see them again. They're more mm-hmm. alive than it's we are. It's I mean, a Great hope. It's a great hope. It's not
0: it? not a not the hope in the sense that it may happen.
1: We it's know hope it's right. going to happen. right. right. Yeah. Amen to yeah. that. But, but then we we still obviously we miss them every day, and there's a there's a, a big hole in our heart for that. But but then we're saying, okay, Lord. You can you can reach people who are suffering now through this uh, for your glory and and again the whole thing of the cross it's re- redemption, mm-hmm. restoration, and triumph. I wish I knew who said it, but I have re- always remember the quotation.
0: It has to do with raising children, but raising children is so time bound. Yes. And yet it has eternal consequences. Yes. I mean, you, you were living that. Yes. You had such a short time yes. uh, with your
1: children. Yes, that's But so you right. had that
0: eternal perspective.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the things that we see now. And why, why actually Rebecca didn't go into the corporate world. She decided to come and join me in Alpha. She was so brokenhearted from Alex going home so early. She couldn't stand the thought of a young person passing without knowing Jesus. Hmm. And that was her motivation to come and join me. And yep. she became the national director for Alpha Youth. And, uh, and so that, when you see the eternal, again, it puts it all into context for the church. Why, why are we here? We're, we're here carrying on Jesus' great mission to be his hands and feet, to reach out to a broken and lost world with his love, for eternal, to be rescued for eternity through Jesus. Hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah,
0: So I know the Lord is uh, continually working on your heart and your mind and giving you vision. Uh, you mentioned yes. reaching out to the poor, yes. the suffering in India. Yes. How else do you see him using you these days?
1: Well, the brokenhearted is a, is a huge one because there's so many people who are hurting uh, from the loss, particularly the loss of a We had a couple, for example, come to see us from all the way from Nigeria. They'd lost two of their children and the other two just couldn't, couldn't cope. And they wanted to come and meet with us and talk with us and pray and weep with us. So we do that on, on online. People can reach us through our website awakeningtogod.org. We we speak to people on the phone. We cry with them. We've got a conference coming up in Cleveland, Ohio later in the year. And then the, and then the captives would be people who have had things happen in their life through no fault of them their their own, maybe abuse as a child. Yes. Maybe loss of their health or finances. They didn't cause it. Um, and so we're ministering to those sort of people as well. Um, and then the other the other big part of of that is. Every area, that basically, that Satan attacked us in, we are saying, Lord, nothing happens for nothing in your kingdom. <laughs> Turn it round, for mm-hmm. your Lord. It's a bit like Joseph. You know what he said to yes. his brothers: you, "You meant it for evil. That's it. God meant it for good. That's it, exactly right." And so, and so, we're like for our marriage, for example. He he thought he could destroy our marriage. The turning point for Jeannie after after Alex was she felt one time the Lord say to her, just she looked at the Alex's suicide note, tears flowing down her face, and she helped, felt the Lord say to her, kick Satan in the teeth. Oh, <laughs> he's
0: the one to be mad at. Yes, not, exactly Not right. the Lord,
1: yeah.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's yes. the Lord that satisfies our soul. Yes. It's only the Lord.
1: Yes. So that's where that's where the Triumph of Marriage e-learning course, we've just, just launched Yeah, that. say a word about that. Yes. So we, we're we saying, okay, all of these areas, the Lord has turned around, but we want people to, to know about that. And so we've done this 20-week e-learning course, triumphofmarriage.com. People can sign up for that. We'll, we'll put that on our website. Thank you. And, and w- what it is basically is, is the biblical truths that, that we stood on that enabled us to, to go through the storm and to triumph. You know, God wants us to triumph, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever the world, whatever Satan throws us. Our destiny in Jesus is to triumph. And so we want to pass that on to help marriages. Buy your loved one for another. Yeah. They'll know that you're my disciple. Yeah. Gerard
0: and Jeannie Long are involved in a ministry of helping others who have gone through similar circumstances. You can read more about their desire to help other families struggling with depression, suicide, grief, or marriage issues by visiting firstpersoninterview.com and follow the links provided to Awakening to God Ministries. You can also learn about Jeannie's book, Running from the Heart, by following the same link. This program is made possible by FEBC, a broadcast ministry reaching millions of people with the message of the gospel and the teaching of God's word, always in the local language. Learn more about how to support and pray for the Far East Broadcasting Company when you visit FirstPersonInterview.com. Once again, that's FirstPersonInterview.com. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next time for First Person.